From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this kind of special edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farm, Carl Lafferty, Ole Miss assistant, joining us here uh, from Omaha, Ole Miss, beginning Saturday against the Oklahoma Sooners. Six o'clock, first pitch for game one of the College World Series Championship Series. Quickly before I talk to Carl, again, thanks to the Clearwater Group for uh, their sponsorship of this trip to Omaha. That's taking a pretty good bit of while, making Carl happy. Clearwatergroup.ms for that. Also, those guys have just been fantastic between them. And uh, Corinth Dental, thank you so much for uh, the help with this trip to the College World Series. So, Carl, we're uh, a little more than 12 hours, 15 hours, 16 hours since uh, Dylan Delucia's performance. It should knock off Arkansas two to nothing. As a guy who recruited him, brought him in, I mean, you told me since August, Dylan Delucia was a guy who could pitch in the SEC, could be a starter. It's kind of going through your head as yesterday played out. Uh, man, I'm really glad we got that guy. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the kid, you know, people, I got a lot of questions about Dylan, obviously. Um, but the neat thing about him, and I think a, a common quality he shared with a number of great pitchers we had here from, you know, Doug Nikhazy or even a guy like Lance Lynn. And, and, and I don't mean in the physical sense, but they all mentally are so tough and so competitive and love the big stage. And, uh, Certainly, he was out there on it yesterday and performed well. No, as your the, the the late innings, it seemed like he actually got better. He talked about he didn't have his fastball the way he wanted it completely. I think I talked to Mike after the game, and he said that he was still throwing it to left-handers, but was struggling right-handers a little bit. And then he he sort of found it. He he retired him in order four of the last five innings. He was only getting stronger. What were you guys kind of looking for to potentially go to Mallets or Johnson? I mean, was it simply about people getting on base, velocity, or what? What, what goes into the decision? Because it didn't even look like Mike talked to him at any point after that meeting in the seventh that was just kind of letting him roll. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, Mallets and Johnson ready to go. And I think when you get to that point in the game, it's just about, you know, does the, does the guy out there have control of the game? And that's the thing that he kept doing. I mean, he kept staying in good counts. Uh, obviously made some big three-two pitches, but as you said, he, he's retiring in order. And so uh, then you just keep those guys in the bullpen ready to go. And if it looks like, hey, man, he's kind of hitting the wall and it's time to make a move, then you make a move. But uh, obviously, Mr. Delucia didn't need any help. you got two more to go. You could have three more to go. Has it sunk in on just what these guys have done? I mean, you've told me how much you love this team since, frankly, before they even started playing and whatnot. And I know you're in the middle of it, but you know, as they as they come back from what they were feeling on Wednesday night into yesterday and just the resilience over and over and over again, do you, do, do you have a second to pause and, and, and kind of appreciate them in the moment? Uh, I, I think I do, but, you know, the the one thought that's kind of floated through my mind is, is people ask me questions and not, not necessarily media, but just friends, uh, former players, you know, um, I think I'm just so close to it that it just seems like baseball still. I mean, it does, it seems like we're almost in the same routine that uh, we had as we were going through uh, the season, you know, where we're on a road trip and we're, we're just showing up and playing. Uh, I think probably when it's all said and done, I'll have a little bit more of a, an appreciation uh, of the, the totality of it all. Um, 
but the thing that's remained consistent is uh, how much I enjoy getting up, going to practice, uh, going to do the little mundane things with these guys. Uh, it's a fun group. It's a, it's a, it's a close group and, and it's obviously documented everything they've been through, but the personalities within the inside of the team are uh, something that I think, I think fans get a little bit of a glimpse of. Um, but I am very fortunate to just know the real side of it. What was the mood post-game meeting after hotel Wednesday night? You, you get so close to closing that thing out against Arkansas with the bases loaded ninth. And Mike mentioned that it could take a few hours to get over it. It looked like Peyton had, had been emotional at some point prior to him coming in the, in the, in the press conference on Wednesday. What was, what's, what's going on in the huddle late in the game, after the game? What, 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 what was that like prior to them having to kind of pick themselves up a little bit? Um, it was a weird, when I say a weird vibe, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a down, uh, down in the dumps, sad, whoa. It was, uh, if I'm gonna be honest, almost like some of them look a little pissed. Um, some of them look a little focused. Uh, there wasn't a lot of chatter or much said, but it was almost like they had a determination about them. Uh, and then the next day, you know, uh, as we go into a team meal, you always check the vibe of 18 to 22 year olds. And, uh, there was their normal selves cutting up lose just you know it felt like okay it's time to go play baseball and that's that's the vibe I got yesterday before the game um so uh I know it sounds like a broken record but they were just themselves obviously had you closed that on Wednesday the pitching would have been set much like it is for Oklahoma but did you take some some solace, some positivity from how you guys pitched it Wednesday night? I mean, you had to kind of throw a game together and Gaddis gives you five, two runs. He was really, really good. Washburn looked from a stuff standpoint, maybe the best he's looked in an Ole Miss uniform to this point. It, it, instead of it playing out in this deal where it was maybe you lose 17-13 and you're just trying to find out, is there an extra layer of confidence going into the series? You're probably going to have to put at least one game together in a different way with how those guys performed because, I mean, pitching hasn't been the problem and you guys have been dominant. I mean, Ole Miss – I think you've had six shutouts in school history in the NCAA tournament, and three of those have come in the last six games. Yeah, no, no better time than, than to have them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, it was good to see those other guys get out there. You know, so much has been said about DeLucia, so much has been said about, you know, Hunter Elliott. But there's also been some other guys on the staff that have performed really well. And, and you're exactly right. Uh, it takes – it's going to take everybody this weekend. And, uh, no, it's not perfect. Sure, would you have liked to – uh, won the first game against Arkansas and have your pitching line up perfectly. But uh, let's be honest, we we haven't done anything conventionally this year. Why why should we start now? What did Gaddis do so well? What worked uh, for him Wednesday? I think he just really changed speeds well. He, he's always been the, – the difference in Gaddis, I think, in the last few weeks, he's always had a really good split change. And so that's made him very effective to right-handers because he'll throw kind of a riding fastball. He'll throw it up and into him. And then he'll throw a change up down and away. And it's just two speeds, uh, two different actions to two pitches. Uh, but the thing that's changed for him, I think, in the last three weeks is he's always thinking kind of a curveball that's never been super effective against lefties. We started to say, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to throw a slider. And credit him. He's got a lot of feel. He's a, obviously a, a hardworking kid. And I thought he threw his slider really well to their left-handed hitters, which made all the difference in turning the lineup. You're not going to break news here, but what is sort of the process on figuring out what game to throw Hunter, what this looks like? I mean, you, you've had – he would be one day short of rest if he threw on Saturday. You've had turnarounds during SEC play where he's gone from Saturday to Friday because of Thursday to Saturday weekends in the SEC. 
is it just honesty from him? Are you working him out in a different way throwing? I mean, what just sort of is your process to figure out how he's going to feel and how you how you put this rotation together, anchoring around him and what game? Well, I think the the you want to set him up for success. Um, and so what are we going to do yet? I don't know. It's something that, you know, literally we have a staff meeting in a few minutes. We, we talked about it, drinking some coffee this morning. And we're trying to figure out, okay, what puts him in the, the, the best avenue or sets him up the best for success. Uh, so we're kicking around a lot of stuff. And a lot of it depends on how he feels. You know, um, I think that's the big thing to give him the best chance to have his best performance, uh, whether it's the first game or the second game. Uh, so on and so forth. So I think there's there's a there's a lot to do with him, um, a lot to do with digging more into Oklahoma to really understand what they do uh, and kind of get a, you know, a feel from from that standpoint here in the next how many ever hours. Could you pick up anything or was he his normal self when he did throw on that one day short during regular season? Was there a change at all that you, that, uh, that you recall? I think he's, you know, those guys, you know, people a lot of times will look uh, – look for like a velocity change and things like that. And I think, you know, freshmen, they're always different animals. It's the first time that they've, you know, had just consistent outings and, and people go, Oh, in high school, they threw once. It's a lot different in the, the, the stressful situations that they, they pitch in, you know, especially those, you know, those really talented high school kids, guys that come in, they, they have some outings in high school where it's just like throwing a glorified bullpen. Um, so this, it, it's always a kind of a management or a juggle situation, but, you know, uh, Hunter does a really good job taking care of his body. Uh, I mean, from a nutrition standpoint, from a, you know, strength and conditioning, mobility aspect, all of it. So um, I'm confident that, you know, whenever he runs out there, he'll be good. But I, again, is it first game or second game? Still in the air. Do you throw bullpens with guys like Diamond and McDaniel just to have them set up four days if you make decisions in that direction? We do. Uh, so like when we've been going over to Creighton um, to get work in each day, you know, the hitters are hitting the cages. When we just manage it like we would at home, there's guys that are, you know, throwing off the mound there. Um, I mean, we've thrown – like you said, we've been here, it seems like, forever. Uh, so we've had a lot of different bullpens go on over there just to keep guys sharp, keep guys on the mound, and keep them ready to go. So if Hunter does go in game two, he's likely opposite Kate Horton, the guy who was committed to Ole Miss at one point now at Oklahoma as a freshman, throwing just in general of his profile and then what kind of happened there that you're willing to say? Cade's uh, really good, man. Uh, he's talented. It's 94-98, uh, uh, two breaking balls that are pretty good. Uh, the slider's probably the best pitch. Uh, you know, it was a situation where Cade was committed to us, and, uh, man, he's a great kid, uh, great family, but – uh, the way it played out, I think, uh, you know, they they uh, they threw in the option to play football there at Oklahoma, uh, but yet still be on a baseball scholarship. So uh, trying to remain politically correct, I'll let you uh, I'll let you connect the dots on what was really going on there. Uh, but uh, the kid is he's a good kid. Uh, he's a really talented kid. And, you know, he's coming off Tommy John. And I think, you know, this is where he's probably 14, 15 months off Tommy John, and he's kind of getting back to his, his normal self. So a few more days, an off day like today. What's this look like? What's going on today before game tomorrow? Uh, a lot of meetings, a lot of media, uh, practice uh, at, at, uh, at Charles Schwab, and then uh, a dinner, you know, later on this afternoon. Uh, and then we'll get back in, you know, tomorrow to our, our normal game day routine. 
uh, which seemed pretty normal after being yeah. on the road this long. You've got a national profile. You obviously recruit. You've had two top-ranked classes in the last five, six years, whatever it's been. But being on this stage, are there ways where that increased profile helps you, even if it's just immediate and transfer portal? You hope so. You don't know yet. I mean, what, what sort of recruiting positives come from, from a trip like this, not to mention a potential national championship? Uh, well, you know, to put it in perspective like this, so John Gaddis came up and, you know, gave me a big hug, gave Coach a hug. Uh, because when he was being recruited out of the portal last year, he wanted to go to a place that he thought had a you know, chance to play in Omaha. And so uh, in our league, you're, you're recruiting the best players in the country, and that matters. Uh, and so for them to you know, flip on ESPN and see us uh, and watch us play, I mean, there's, you know, there's no better marketing campaign you can have. So that's obviously a, a huge plus. Uh, and it's just brand awareness. You know, that's the thing that uh, I give a lot of credit to Mike again and our productions team and all the stuff where the content we're able to put out that uh, now with the SEC network and everything on your, your handheld device that, you know, kids in California can watch us play, but it just spreads that brand even more. What are you doing from a time management to still keep up with recruiting? I mean, y'all are in the middle of transfer portal season. You obviously can't get guys to campus to whatever point that's going on. You get back and whatnot. I mean, what does this sort of look like logistically compared to if you were, if you were at home? Uh, it's the good and the bad. Uh, you know, I'm on the phone with a lot of kids in the morning as we start to get going. But then, uh, you know, the second layer of that is we're not there to uh, have them on visit. So I'm trying to get them to uh, whether it's it's commit without coming for a visit or to hold off from someone else and just let, let us get home and visit. Uh, it, it can be a little maddening at times, but uh, uh, the, the trade off and being in the, the national championship series is well worth it. Delusha's outing yesterday, the best in school history. Did did he unseat Palm from from uh, nine yesterday? Uh, I mean, I love Palms, and <laughs> I mean, he was really damn good that night. But uh, that that was amazing, man. Uh, you you just talk about the the stage, the setting, everything. Uh, you know, it, it's always that's a very subjective question, and it's up to sure. each person. But um, it's got my vote. I mean, it was it was it was pretty. Pretty impressive. You got the kids and, and Lauren here, at least everybody. Oh, you know, oh for, yeah. For, for once, y'all are in the same. Look, had you been at home, you're probably like in Fort Myers or Atlanta or somewhere. You're actually probably getting more family time now than had you been at the house. Uh, and when you say more family time, rolling five deep in a hotel room is okay. Is we are we are uh, we are together. No, your, your little ones are perfectly behaved, Carl. I'll tell uh, you, whoever's right. listening, they're, they're they're great. We we have this conversation a lot. They are fantastic, no problem. They are. They are just uh, model citizens. Uh, they don't have any uh, hand marks on their neck uh, from their mother grabbing them in the middle of the game. I think my dad was here in town. He said he's uh, <laughs> one of my youngest ones. Uh, just picked up a piece of pizza off the ground and started eating it. And uh, before he could tell him no, then he was just like, "Hey, man." rip on, go for it. Uh, so yeah, par for the course. Anybody that has, uh, has five-year-olds and, and young children knows it's the, it's the wonderful aspect out of it, of it, but it's also the stuff that can drive you crazy. When you guys got a staff meeting in a minute, appreciate the time this morning early on the, uh, on the one off date. I'm uh, happy for you. Go get the rest of them. We'll, uh, we'll talk again soon, bud. Awesome. Appreciate All you right. having me.